Welcome, this is Stepping Into Creativity, a podcast in which we explore the magic that happens when creativity, art and education meet. We are a group of professionals and pioneers from Ireland, Greece, Serbia, Austria and the Netherlands working together. By sharing stories, we hope to learn about successful practices throughout Europe and inspire you with the lessons learned. I am Lena Rosink and I am Manja Eland. We are your hosts. Hello again, Manja. Hi. I'm very curious to hear who we are going to listen to. Well, this episode, our guest is Miranda Siemelink from the Netherlands. She is a project manager of a lab, Art and Technique. And it's a project started in 2017 by Culture Oost, where they have this professional learning communities that spent four years, so they're just about finished now exploring how cultural education can be enhanced in the long term. And in her case, the topic of her lab was maker education, so art and technique. And what I really liked about it is that they are bringing together the PABO, so that is the College for Education, learning to be a teacher training, to be a primary teacher, and also ARTES, which is College for the Arts, but they also run a bachelor for art teachers in different disciplines. Yes, and I think having a program for in art schools for people to become a teacher in an artistic discipline, Mm -hmm. at least from the partner organization, the countries that we work with, I think it's quite unique that we have that in the Netherlands. So just to clarify that for international guests. Yes, so as an example, I can go to school not just to learn drama, but really to become a drama teacher. Yes, exactly. So let's dive in and listen to what she has to say about this cooperation. Yes, let's dive in. Hi and welcome uh, Miranda Simelink today. I'm so happy to have you here on our podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about the work you do? Well, I'm working for an organization, a local organization that called Culture My Oost. We're situated in the east of Holland. That's why we called Culture East, Culture Oost. And we're with our company focused on making combinations with art and society. And society is a very extended uh, goal. <laughs> My part of work uh, focused on uh, education in school, part of the youth from the age of four till 18. So that's my focus in my work. And I'm called an advisor, adviseur in Dutch. Mm -hmm. And that's my professional. And in that profession, I managed to (laughs) make a combination with teachers in art, teachers in primary school, teachers in secondary school, and mostly people who work with artists and makers. So what kind of makers are you working with? Makers who make theater, music, music with children. So they teach mm-hmm. and they are also on the stage with their music. Also dance, all the different art focuses I work with. My background is visual art. So that's where I started. And I am also educated as a teacher in primary school. So I have a very broad background. 
Uh, it's uh, easy for me to understand what the problems on the working floor clay, <laughs> the clay is. That's a word that I used often in my uh, work, clay. Busy with your hands, with clay, thinking with your hands. That's also what I often talk about. Yes, and in Dutch, it's also an expression for really being on the floor and yes. doing the thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So you could say you're building a lot of connections between the different work groups, the artists and the teachers. Yes. But also you're a bit of a hybrid yourself. Yeah. Nice. And could you tell us a little bit about your personal journey? How did you end up in arts? Well, I am always very curious at making things and doing things that never found uh, exploring. And my curiosity drives me and well, that leads me to art. Wonderful. And I think that's reflected in your work as well. Yeah. We've been reading, of course, about the many things you do. And one of the things uh, you're involved with is the labs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think curiosity, again, is a driving force there. Could you tell us a little bit about that project? Well, the labs are started in 2017 uh-huh. with a main question. Um, that question was how can teachers in the future make a good education in art and technology? That was the main question of that lab. We organized four labs in a row, all with a different question. And that question in my lab was how teachers can be in the future can be better equipped Uh what do they have to do to reach that goal so that was the main question of all that four labs and focused in my lab on art techniques makers art of makers the maker movement Ah, you really embrace the maker movement as well so you're talking about what do they need in the future that means you're now working with the students who will become the teachers of the future No, I'm working with the teachers who teach the students, Ah. the professionals who are working with students who become primary school teachers and also become art teachers. Mm -hmm. So there are different, in Holland, there are different educations for that different professions. Yes, so some are on their way to our training, our teachers, our primary school teachers of the future, for instance, and some are specialized in a visual or in an art form like visual arts or dance. Yes, also other art. Yeah, and I'm curious about some of the key elements you discovered. So you're taking with you because they work very well. But also maybe if you're exploring, sometimes things go wrong. I'm also curious about if you had any assumptions or expectations (laughs) that turned out to be radically different from what you expected. Um, Well, not really, because we didn't work with a special focus. Only we want to have answers on that question. What do the new teachers, what do they need to do their profession? So the answers are not very clear at the moment that we started Mm -hmm. with the lab. So you stepped into it with a real open mind. Yes, yes. And very curious about that answers. And we expected various answers, not one answer. And that came true that there were a lot of answers and also still a new question. So we're going on. (laughs) Could you share some of the answers you found with our listeners? Because I think that's something a lot of us are searching for. Well, one of the main answers in that question, what do teachers need, is that they need 
really an open mind to do their work. They need not expect exactly what we have in this lab experience, not to have closed questions Mm -hmm. with one answer that is okay. Especially in the maker's uh, movement, you need to have an open mind to go into the process and accept the process instead of the answer itself. So I think that's one of the most important things we talked about all the time. And we experienced it together with students, the mixed. We did all experiences with the students of different classes. So we had a lot of feedback from that students, how all our experiences work. And one of the things is the very different way art education, Kunstakademie Art School, mm-hmm. School of Art, <laughs> is organized in Holland and how primary school teacher organization is arranged. Ah, so even it's not a mindset of the students, but also you can find it in the how their studies are organized. Yeah, and that was one of the first things we experienced and we were very surprised. How come the students mm-hmm. can make appointments with each other? The students from the art school and students from the primary education school. Mm-hmm. That was because their curriculum, their school organization is so different and the art students have more freedom to make their own appointments but the students from the primary school have a very closed arranged day (laughs) so it's very difficult to make appointments with each other so even within something as basic as their schedules it was a challenge yeah it was a real challenge finally the school teachers Mm -hmm. from the both educations uh, make more space so that it that it will manage, uh, will make more mm-hmm. space in the work, in special weeks. That was a key. Make special weeks in the school program and then you can meet each other in that special week. So it's a very simple things. <laughs> you know what strikes me? It's also a little bit of predicting for the future as well, because if you look at the working space of autonomous artists, maybe who also works in education, they're often freelancers, they can make their own schedule again. And then if you're a primary school teacher or a secondary school teacher, you can feel stuck in a system that expects a lot of you and don't have as much space or not feel as much space to move around. It's also not feel uh, so much space, I suppose. Yeah. And it's really a mindset shift for the primary school teachers in this situation. Yeah, I know from our partners from the different countries, within that, we actually have a bit more space than some other countries. So you can imagine... That will say a lot, yeah. Yes, I can imagine. How do you help teachers make that mind shift and create a space where they can ask open questions? I think that experience with each other, so working the students work with each other, that that's very special and there are a lot of chances in it. When the students from the PABO and the students from the art education, when they meet each other, they learn so much together. And that's, I think, a very good thing. And at the working floor in the schools, I think it's good to have more artists of all kinds of color <laughs> in all, <laughs> all the meanings in the school. So teachers work together in primary school with artists. I think that's in the future also very good to reach that goal. 
to work better together. I think there's a lot of possibilities in that working together thing. <laughs> you have in the Netherlands this big project called CMK, Culture Education with Qualiteit. In Dutch, Culture Education with Quality, you could call it. Yeah. And it's for the whole country, but it's organized different in the different regions. And it really gives us a chance to work together over a longer period of time. Um, can you tell us a little bit from the government perspective? So how is it organized financially? Because I know that's also a topic of interest for a lot of people. How does this work? Well, the government has a vision that, that suits a lot with what I told <laughs> before. You need to make on the floor, <laughs> in the clay, with clay, <laughs> improvements. Mm. And same car, culture education with quality, <laughs> same car, I call it now, mm -hmm. is meant to make an impulse in primary school and a little bit in secondary school to think with your education team at the school floor about how to improve our cultural art quality education at our school and you told before it's in all the regions different how they choose to do it in uh, Gelderland that's the region where I work uh, we have a program which have four different goals and that's suited with how they told us to do it in <laughs> it is quite complicated yeah it's so difficult it's such a complicated program <laughs> I know a little bit about it as well. I'm in another region, so we work differently. So there are four main goals. I don't have them ready in mind at the moment, actually. And all the plans are written to cater to the needs of that goals, but they are translated in very different ways, yeah. which is yeah. interesting. So it's an impulse really for bottom up to work in the schools and to have the school grow at their own pace and according to their own questions. You can help me out here. So the four questions are, you can say Dutch as well. Teachers educate teachers, primary school teachers educate docent, the artist teachers, but also the environment around the school. Uh, focus on arranging to make everything structured, structural. So arrange also the money, <laughs> local money, so that the people who can do their work can do it also after the final stimulation, because that same case, well, a financial stimulation, that it can stay that the good work will stay. Yeah, so the aim is really to make structural changes, but to also look how they can be kept and are not only dependent on this financial impulse yeah. and professional development, both of the artist and the school yeah. and their collaboration. Yeah. So it's quite a big project. Yeah. And it's a long period of time that we can do that. So that's very nice because after four years, it started in 2013, After four years, the government said, well, this, this needs a long adam, a long breath. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, it's a term in English. We have to stick with this. We need more time. You need more time. And this is, uh, we started this year with the third phase, you can say, of this project. And I think it's going to an end after this four years. So in 2024. Before it will be closed, but I hope that there are a lot of movements started and a lot of, well, let it go on. We'll just have to create wind in some way afterwards as well to keep things moving. Yeah, well, there are a lot of people who are working with it right now, so there is awakeness in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. So in the east at Cultuur Oost, 
you organized four labs, as I understood. Yes, in the last SEMCA period. And we ended that period mm -hmm. in 2020, officially. We have that labs ready mm -hmm. with their goals. You can say, but as I earlier said, it's never ended. So we go on with a professional community where we can meet. We still meet each other in that lab. But not because I didn't say that before, that labs are arranged because of a same car. So mm -hmm. they are also stimulated with financial financial, financial support. Yes, that word. And that's not necessary anymore because the goals go on, especially in the education, uh, hogescholen. Yeah, so it's still working towards the professional development of the students now. Yeah, and in that labs, I didn't told that, in that labs there are Besides the people who work for the educations, there are also professional artists, there are also makers. Mm -hmm. A museum, a big museum was also part of it. Krullen Muller Museum was uh, the education part of it, was also Lentis Denkracht, uh, ah. Pink. <laughs> Pinched in with a bit of brain and thinking powers. And... Yes, and that was very nice. And we also have designers in our lab. Philips Studios is a very interesting group. Now and then we learn from Astrid Poot. That's a real interesting maker in Holland. So we're together with a lot of professionals from all parts and real teachers yeah. from primary school. That was also very important that they are with us. So it's a professional group who wants to learn also in the future from each other with that goal, uh, makers mm -hmm. in our, we chose for the makers to make that better and better and better. <laughs> nice. So you're bringing everyone together in learning network, you could say. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think now in this period of SEMCA, it's also about the one school and what's happening in this one school in partnership with an artist or surrounding cultural organizations. Am I correct? Yes, we didn't arrange that. Mm -hmm. We don't arrange that with the labs that are the local projects in Gelderland. But um, we follow it from, well, what are interesting things. And we can put things that are interesting or special questions we can put together into a new lab. But we're not ready uh, to form a new lab. So we're arranging, mm -hmm. thinking about what are good questions, important questions to do for the coming three years. Yeah. So that's now the phase where we are in. They have some time to, to grow. Yes. And we now first have the focus on the schools. What are the questions of the schools? So that's the phase where the project now is. Could you lead us through that process? Just very concrete maybe for people who are not familiar with, well, our educational system and CMK uh, as a project. So let's say I'm a school and I think, okay, I haven't been paying attention to my art education as much as I could have the last years. I want to bring some change in that and I'm applying to be one of the schools in this project, what happens then? Well, they can say they want to go with the same car, and then there will be a professional who visits that school. That is not the person who worked for Culture Oost, our organization, but that's a local professional who works for a center of art in most of the places in our region. And we call them a culture point mm -hmm. in English, culture punt. 
But there are professionals who are very good at speaking with schools, who know the situation, but also well known with the arts in their region. And uh, mostly they are started with a sort of intake. And then that's from a, how we make it. Mm-hmm. We call it a, the Gelderse route. Route, yes. And Gelders is the region you're in. Yeah, that's helpful for that first appointment. And they're making a decision we do it or we don't and when they really started they started with a special test tools made from the government and that's connected with same we call it AVI. Mm-hmm. and with that test it's sort of pass op de plaats yeah uh, to stand still and reflect probably yeah yeah really reflect and look forward and it makes clear what the school can do the coming years to improve their cultural education at their school and it's very concrete so it's very simple that started with the team to make a vision making appointments with the cultural environment to arrange workshops for the teacher especially for example to learn better to make music lessons mm-hmm. uh, themselves now it's uh, all that very simple basic answers you can get out of that the AV tool yes yeah the tool and then the cultural point will make it easy to make stops into that direction so how you can reach that goals that are coming out of that tool so if you are are a culture point or a cultural professional going into a school um, your role is to ask questions to help make all the plans into concrete steps and to build bridges with the local cultural environment. Yes, and they are really coaches. They are not saying how to do, but they are really good at coaching. And we arranged to teach them as well. So they are very good right now. Mm. They're becoming better and better at this the coming year. And it makes it easier for the school to make that stops in improving uh, cultural education, I think, with that person where they can lean on, but not really lean on. <laughs> yeah, it's like traveling together. Yeah. So on a more personal note, I know you don't want to tell the schools what to do, but could you sketch how would your ideal primary school and an ideal creative curriculum look? For me, there's more working together with artists in school, probably an atelier in school. Mm -hmm. To have an in-school studio. Yes, they can see how it's to be an artist. So you're bringing the world closer by, if it's a visual artist, I can be just doing their own work. So not necessarily working with the children all the time, but they can get a feeling of doing their own work or hear their musician practice. Yeah. Yeah. See a dancer working on choreography. Yes, that's some kind of dream for me. And well, really my dream is that for every child in the world, art is normal also for everybody. And right now in Holland... uh, That's not the case. No, not really. Like football. It would be nice if the accessibility for art is just the same as football in Holland. You can go to football... But you can also go to music lessons, and that's for everybody. Oh, they think art is more expensive. Probably, yes. 
So what would it bring the world if arts were as accessible as football? Well, more flexible thinking people, not only flexible moving people, <laughs> but also flexible thinking. Nice analogy. Well, yeah, it makes you happier, I think. When I look around and I see children can express themselves in one kind of art or in sport, it's very good for your mental and physical health. So I think it's, uh, and it makes you do your work with more fun because you're always capable to make new decisions, to see new possibilities. It makes your mind and your body flexible, I think. And I do think that's really needed in the world today. Yes. Last two years have proven that we do need to be flexible and find a lot of solutions when things change. Yes. And I think I read somewhere art is also a way of getting to meet each other or see each other in another way yes and to ask different questions to look on the other side of things shaking things up and flipping the perspective yeah i think that art helps with it and very important i do think if in the itap project it's international teacher artist partnership the first thing we focus on is the partnership between one teacher and one artist in one classroom lifting up each other and the children it's not everywhere we have the luxury of working with a whole school. Do you have any tips on the ripple effect? Like, you know, this one artist could be like the stone in the water and spread out and influence more people around the school. I imagine that's something you encounter here in Holland as well, because a school or a principal may choose to do culture education with quality for a period of time, but not all teachers will feel naturally at ease with creativity. Do you have any tips on that on how to take along the hesitant people on our journeys? Yes, I think good formals have good example. Leading by example. <laughs> Leading by example makes following and the stone in the river or the stone in the water. I believe in that because that stone makes so much rings. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has that much with art, right? Everybody had that feeling because there are so much more to do. And I think ambassadors are really important in schools. Mm -hmm. I think it's so good that there are artists in the school and that it's normal to have an artist in that classroom uh, where nobody's in or in... A spare room. Yeah, yeah, in the spare room. Sometimes that's also very nice. I see more very beautiful examples of that. A few weeks uh, working temporary place. That's also very good. I think that's normal and vanzelfsprekendheid. Yeah, just make it an everyday thing. Everyday thing, yes, yes. That it's not that special. It doesn't have to be elite or on a pedestal. Yes, yes. And do you have any tips for teachers? Because I know many of them do think art and creativity is important, but it seems so hard to keep art classes in the weekly schedule for many. Do you have any tips or maybe experiences from your project where this maker education or creativity is threaded into other topics maybe, or it doesn't have to be a separate thing? Yeah, that's why I think maker education is so beautiful because it's so easy to do. And it started with curiosity and a bit of material and your hands and thinking with your hands and thinking with your head and experience what material do. And it's more than only art. So I think that's 
way to start with art in school for the teachers who think, oh, art's not for me. <laughs> you can start with the maker mindset, to create a maker mindset. And I think with everything, it's doing a lot makes you more comfortable, practice and not be afraid making um, mistakes. Yes. <laughs> like right now I'm doing something I never done before, speaking in English about my work. So, But you're doing it. Yeah. yeah go into new things and do it. And it's to take a bit of courage. It um, brings you more, I think. So that's what I like to do. To say to teachers. Yeah, so the courage to dive in and do it. Yeah. And not be too afraid of making mistakes and learning as you go. Yeah, yeah. And be as curious as the children are. And don't make that curiosity from the children. Um, yeah, don't shrink it or don't put it out. Yes, just by asking questions that have just one answer. I think that's also in it. I like that. Questions with many possible answers. Exactly. So I have been asking a lot of questions. <laughs> Is there anything I didn't ask that you would like to share with us? Well, there are a lot of things we talked about. I thought I didn't have <laughs> enough English <laughs> words, but I see at the time that I did. <laughs> so I'm surprised. I hope uh, listeners can follow. I'm sure they will. We can share in the show notes. We will share links. It will be for our Dutch listeners to the labs and to CMK in Gelderland. And anything else you think of later that's worth reading or sharing, we can put in there. I can share it, yes. On our website, there's a lot of things to see what we make in that labs. We have a special part of our website, which we relink all the things. Yesterday, the film from the dance lab, I didn't talk about that lab, but experienced was ready. So I have to see it, but uh, oh, wonderful. it told me it was very nice. So there are a lot of things they did last four years and we're going on. But then again, with new curiosity and uh, new goals. Always new fields to explore. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Miranda, for our conversation today. It's been lovely to hear more. It's a very inspirational website for everyone listening in from the Netherlands. And also just to look at the pictures for our other listeners. So thank you. You're welcome. And we'll see you another time. I hope so. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to Tapping Into Creativity. In our show notes, you can find more information about our guests and the subjects that were discussed in this episode. If you like what you heard, you can help us reach many more listeners by hitting the subscribe button, giving us a five-star review and sharing the podcast with your friends and colleagues. Tapping Into Creativity is part of iTAPPD which is short for International Teacher Artist Partnership Professional Development. We are currently building a model and training about partnerships between teachers and artists in education. ITAPPD facilitates a place and time where we can jointly develop our understanding, expertise and creativity on working with young people. We explore and play with the different perspectives teachers and artists have on behavior, development and language. This podcast was also made possible by funding from Erasmus Plus Strategic Partnership Program. Partners in ITAPD are the Education Center in Tralee, Center za Dramu u Edukaciji i Umetnosti, CEDEUM, 
Πανελλήνιο Δίκτυο για το Θέατρο στην Εκπαίδευση. Στέχσεν Κόπα, Κουνστερουκάτσι. We were your hosts, Linda and Manja, from Stichting Copa in the Netherlands. Audio editing was done by Yalda Shahidi. Hope you tap in with us again. Have a nice day.